0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hey Church, I have the awesome privilege of sharing around God's Word today. Um, and you know, we see from God's Word that God intends us not only to be at church, but also to be the church. And so if you want a title for today's message, it is this body, get up and walk. You see in Luke 5, the Bible actually talks about some awesome friends that actually ripped a hole in a roof in order to see their friend who was paralyzed get to the feet of the Jesus because they really wanted to see him healed. And so I encourage you, we all need friends like this, right? Some friends that are willing to rip through a roof in order to get us to the feet of Jesus. And um, I would encourage you, if you're not part of a life group, get into a life group here um, in the life of our house, because we want to see you succeed. And it's so much easier when you have strong Christian friends around you, um, especially in the tough times. But today I actually want to pose this question. If we all want friends who would rip through a roof for us, are you willing to be that friend for someone else? Would you stand up and move to make sure that someone else could get to the feet of Jesus? Because tearing through a hole, a hole through a roof isn't always convenient, right? We know this, but it would put somebody else in a room in order to get healing. Um, and I remember I have a three year old daughter right now, her name is Sophia. Um, And when she started walking, we decided to actually send her to school because we realized in isolation in COVID, she wasn't learning to walk. Um, And so the first reason was actually because I needed more time to work. But the real reason was that she actually just needed to learn to get on her feet. Um, And so she was just crawling around and you know, parents, the pressure of actually getting your kids into like a walking phase or onto any next phase. Um, And so we sent her to school and we found that within the company of her school friends, Uh, And being in unity with them, she was able to grow in her strength in her body uh, her body was able to mature. And she was able to walk a lot faster than what we could teach her in isolation. Um, And so she got up and she walked after two months. It was amazing. uh, It was all worth it. But why am I actually sharing this with you? I want to show you something about how the body is intended to work. You see, the body is designed to function. Because it has purpose, right? Um, it's designed to grow and mature in order to do what it should be doing. Uh, and it's designed to work in unity. Any one of us that has had a body part that is not working in unity with the rest, we know that it can be very difficult because it is in unity that there's health and strength. And so, what would I tell you? What would you say if I told you that the body of Christ, the church, is intended to work very much the same way? You see, the body of Christ is designed to function because it has purpose. Uh, It's designed to grow and mature in order to do what it should be doing. And it's called to work in unity so that there's health and strength in the church. So this is the cool part, right? We all get to be part of the body of Christ. We are all the church. The church is never a building. It's always the people. We are the collective family of God, and we are all called to move into a place of unity and maturity in order to flourish as God intended. Now, many of us might say, but Cam, like I'm a baby Christian. Perhaps you don't feel like you're a baby Christian. Maybe you feel like you're a bit of a toddler Christian um, because maybe you're just newly saved or you've started taking your next steps in Jesus, but you're still really just feeling up the ropes. I want to say this to you, just like I said to Sophia many times. Come on. God has designed you for this get up and walk. You see, this is exactly what the book of Ephesians is about. It's a letter from the Apostle Paul talking to the Ephesians, um, his church family in Ephesus. Um, and he at the moment is locked in a jail cell, but still from this place, he is leading them and encouraging them and also kind of instructing them. And he saying, come on guys, there's no room for weak legs here. God has called us to something and we've actually got to get up and walk. And so um, Ephesus was one of the very first churches after the death, death and resurrection of Jesus. And so paul is trying to paint a picture to them of how the church should be uh, what it is like to actually be the church um, and i can't read it all today but i'm gonna give you a brief summary of kind of what he's saying to them um, and this is what he's saying he's saying hey guys do you actually realize how awesome and special this is because of the sacrifice jesus made we are adopted by god and it's not just the jews it's actually for everyone that calls on his name and we are all saved and uh, who we are used to, who we used to be doesn't really matter anymore because God has given us a fresh start. It isn't, it wasn't us that did that. We couldn't do that by good works, but the grace of God did that for us. And so now we are chosen and called by Christ to do good works, which he has been prepared in advance for us to do. So be grateful always because he has destroyed the wall separating us from him. We are no longer Jew and Gentile. No, we are one family, one body. And do you understand the significance of all of this? because he has given us purpose together. And now let's stand up and walk in it. And I believe he would have signed it off like something like love Paul, right? So what if I told you most of the work God wanted to do in this earth is actually through us? And if you don't believe me, would you believe Paul? Um, you see, Paul is trying to awaken something uh, to us here. He's saying, guys, do you understand what God has done? He has actually set you apart for a purpose and he saved you for a reason. uh, the Bible clearly says that he has called us to do good works that he prepared for us in advance to do, which I think is pretty cool, right? Doesn't that blow your mind that God already prepared what he wants you to do Um, and he already knows? This is an awesome verse in the Bible. I'm going to read it to you, Ephesians 3, verse uh, 20. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. You see, we all love this verse because uh, we tend to focus on the first, but it says, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, right? Now that is an amazing thing to us because we want to see God do um, these things that we can't even imagine or all we could ask and imagine. And it's just like, wow, right? But we skip the second part of the verse that says, according to his power that is at work within us. God's greatest powers and miracles come from his power that is at work within us. God has already given us everything we need. We have the blood of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit in us, um, but we need to use it. We need to actually trust God that he's going to work through us. And so you want to see blind eyes healed? You want to see lives turned around? you want to see people made free? So does Jesus, but he's actually going to work through his power that is already in us. See, God has called us to be his hands to lift someone up from the ground. He has called us to be his feet to walk the extra mile for someone. We are his eyes full of mercy. We are his heartbeat full of compassion. We are his knees on the ground in prayer for others. We are his smile sharing joy wherever he went and wherever we go. And we are his fingers pointing towards hope for those who need it most. That is what it is to be the church. We are the body of Christ on earth. And as long as the body of Christ, the church, stays immature and underdeveloped, we cannot do what we are called to do. So this is me begging you, church, let's get up and walk. You know, it can be so tempting for us to believe that this is not what we personally are called to uh, and that we aren't personally called to be an active part of the church. But I think a lot of that's because we don't actually understand what God is asking of us. And what what do we do when we don't understand? We go to the Bible, right? Because that gives us direction. And so we're going to be reading from Ephesians 4 today um, and just really delving into what Paul was writing to that church in Ephesus. So let's start at verse 4. It says, uh, or let's start at the beginning, Ephesians 4 NIV. It says, unity and maturity in the body of Christ. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, Making make every effort to keep the unity of spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is all over and through all and in all. You see, Paul is stressing here that we need to be in unity. And so let's continue. What does it say? It says, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. You see, when the Holy Spirit came down and we were baptized in the Holy Spirit, when Jesus ascended to heaven, he gave us something that gave us spiritual gifts. And I encourage you, if you want to know about your spiritual gifting, join Growth steps at your next opportunity, because this will just teach you so much about that. But we have all been given gifts and talents, um, and we need to work in that. Uh, Skip to verse 11. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. You see what the verse doesn't say is so that um, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers so that the body of Christ may be built up. It says it, he gave all those amazing people and leaders to us so that they may equip us so that we could serve the house, so that we can build up the house and we need to understand it correctly. That is a crucial fact, right? We are actually irreplaceable in the body of Christ being built up. It's actually never been God's intention that only a few um, staff uh, would build up the body of Christ. I mean, he definitely says that there needs to be an eldership team and there needs to be staff. And all these leaders are intended to be there. But actually, the whole church is intended to be built up on the hands and feet of all of us that form the church. We are all called to be equipped to serve in his house. Dream Team wasn't our idea. It's a cute name. And that was our idea. But this team was always God's dream. And the prime reason you have the gifts and talents and ability you have, abilities you have is not only so that you could do a job out there, it's so that you could do a job in here. When did we forget our own significance in the body of Christ, our own calling to be the hands and feet, the body of God? Because it's actually our privilege to be the church, to be the one lowering our people through the roof of the house to get people to the feet of Jesus. For many of you, that's an exciting thing to hear because you're saying, wow, like I I never understood. I never knew that God was calling me to be equipped to serve in his house. And if that is, that's awesome. And we'd love to have you be part of serving in this house. Uh, But to others of you, um, it might be daunting or challenging. And I understand that. I totally get that. But what I want you to know is this. It takes maturity to say, maybe it's time for me to grow up in Christ now. It's time for me to be the church in truth so that others may live. Um, And you know what? Those growing pains, they stretch out. Those muscles strengthen as you begin to walk in that. But the church will never be as strong as it's intended to be without you serving here, without you giving up your time and talents and taking up your place in the body of God. Um, it's important that you are uh, aware that you are supposed to be a supporting ligament in the kingdom of God. So let's read the rest of Ephesians 4. It says, you know what, I'm going to start you from verse 11. It says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people with works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. You see, there's a fullness you step into when you start doing everything God has called you to do as part of the church, as part of the body of Christ. Um, Isn't that a beautiful picture, right? Um, And God is just stressing again that we each get to be a part of this body. We each have an important work to do. And as each one of us uh, serves in the house, as each one of us uh, plays the instrument or serves a cup of tea or takes up a broom to sweep the floor, or if you are part of our online family, perhaps as you share a status or as you share church or as you start a life group in your home and you just invite people in to watch church with you, as we do these things, we become the church, the living, breathing body of God, and God's house grows in unity and maturity, so others may live. Isn't that amazing? What I'm telling you today is that you were always intended to be part of the living, breathing, hands-getting-dirty type of church. This is what God has created for you for, and I hope today really reminds you of that, or perhaps it opens your eyes to your worth for the very first time, and you get to see um, that you are significant in the life of this house you see the church family in ephesus they were normal people uh, with ordinary jobs they had ordinary everyday problems but paul comes into them he says guys you are chosen you are called by god to do this holy work of ministry and we're all equal in it this is the privilege of being a believer that we form the body of the church and we get to do its work and so this is our last verse for today and i hope this really drives it home for you it's ephesians 2 verse 19 to 22 it says Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. With Christ, uh, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become the holy temple in the Lord. Do you hear it now? Do you see it? We are the church. And the final line in that section saying, and in him you too. You can point yourself, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. You see, we are all part of the home God is building. And maybe welcome home needs to get a new meaning to us. Because so often we see it as we enter church or as you're joining online. You see welcome home across the, the screens and you think, oh man, I feel welcome here. And you are family And you are. But maybe we need to start seeing it in a different way. maybe when you see welcome home, we should see today, I get to welcome someone else home. Because for someone, it's the first time they are meeting Jesus or the first time they are finding a place where they get to be at home. And we get to be a part of that. That is the privilege. To be equipped for works of service so that God can use your gifting to save somebody's life or to, to help someone find family just as Jesus did. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the foundation of what we do. When we are in unity with what he is doing, we become the Holy Church, the body that raises up and is risen up to do the will of God in our community and in our world. And so we need to learn to walk as the body of Christ. We have to learn to join together and rise up so others may live. And so I'm gonna encourage you today, if you're saying like, yes, Cam, you're right, and I've heard it, and I I fully, I feel that it's true, God, and God wants me to be part of his house, serving in his house, then I'm going to encourage you, sign up. You know, we have so many awesome teams in the life of our church, but the one thing they all have in common is they are here to lower people through the roof to get them to the feet of Jesus, and we would love for you to be a part of that. And perhaps you're online and you're saying like, oh, but how do I serve? You know what? There are so many amazing ways to serve. And if you just take the number at the bottom of the screen and you say, like, I want to be part of something, we will help you do that. But we want everyone to be able to be part of the body of Christ. We are all called to make a significant impact in the church. You are called to be part of the body. So play your part. You know, um, there's a saying I've heard and it just really rings so true. When God's when everyone does something, God's house lacks nothing. And we will move forward stronger than ever. And so we are excited to have you be part of that. But you know what, church, we also just need to pray. We need to trust God because, you know, God might be speaking to, speaking to you today. So come on, let's just close our eyes. And let's just pray to God. God, we thank you that right now uh, you are bringing revelation to people that never understood the significance of their role before. God, we thank you that you call every single one of us to be the church, God, that we all can stand up, God, and, and just mature the church and take it into unity and strength, through God, through what we are able to do, God. Thank you for the talents and the strengths you have given us, God, and maybe use them well to develop your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church family, it's been awesome sharing, but you know what? I'm also fully aware that there is a group of people out there today that maybe you've never had the opportunity to even meet Jesus or uh, perhaps you've met him, but you've just started taking steps backwards and you're just saying, "Wow, I really need to get back to Jesus. Uh, And so today, if you want to make a commitment to Jesus, or perhaps you just really need to make a recommitment, you know what? Jesus has never left you. He loves you so much. He cares so much for you. And he so badly wants to see you as part um, of his house, just flourishing and living a blessed life. And so um, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to encourage you, if you want to make that decision with me, I'm going to actually pray with you, uh, which is super exciting. And we are believing that as you make that decision or make the decision again, God is just going to carry you through um, and strengthen you in the body of Christ. So if that's you, I'm going to pray right now. And you just say it from the bottom of your heart, right? And we're going to pray together. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I believe you died for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. And today I'm making you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for a brand new beginning. I'll never be the same again in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Well, we are trusting for all the best for you. And thank you for joining us today. We love having you as part of our church family. Love to you all.